This is an interview with a man I will call Danico. He is 28 years old and he was deported to Jamaica from the UK in August 2015. He was deported because of a drugs conviction and separated from his partner and her two daughters who still live in the West Midlands. He returned with few memories of Jamaica, having left when he was 13. While in the tabloid press, foreign criminals are constructed as monsters who should be deported at all costs, this Desert Island Discs offers a more complex and human portrait of a person who has been exiled from his home in the world. Danico lives in Jamaica now, he has done for nearly two years, but in this interview he reflects on his whole life through the songs which help tell his story. My PhD research is on the life stories of Danico and others like him. I had the idea of doing a Desert Island Discs because I thought people might like to tell their story with music. Danico had never listened to Radio 4's Desert Island Discs, but when I explained the premise he got it straight away and began thoughtfully selecting songs and discussing the order of them. Of course, Desert Island Discs on Radio 4 concerns the biographies of famous, successful and important people, not deported ex-offenders. In fact, the Right Honourable Theresa May has her very own Desert Island Discs. As Secretary of State, it was she who authorised Danico's deportation. There is something jarring too about asking Danico to imagine being banished to a desert island, when he was, in fact, deported to an island over 4,500 miles from his home. Jamaica is not a desert island, but holiday brochures do market the Caribbean as a kind of paradise. This paradise invites us to collectively forget the histories of slavery and colonialism, which led us to our grossly unequal present. And deportation too requires this collective amnesia around Britain's history. Danico's story encourages not to forget. Not to forget him and others like him, and not to forget that there are different ways to tell a story about a criminal, a foreigner and a deportee. Danico wants people to hear his story and the soundtrack he picked to tell it. So if you enjoy this, please share it around. Thanks. So I want you first to introduce your, yourself a little bit, um, where you were born and basic stuff like that. I was born in Jamaica, Kingston, and pretty much I wasn't born in a hospital. I was told I was born in a, um, in a cab on the way to the hospital, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you moved to the UK? And Yeah, and then I moved to the UK when I was 13. So, yeah, pretty much. That was a great experience. Um, spent 13 years in Jamaica, 13 years in England, pretty much. It was good. good. And then you came back to Jamaica? Yeah, and then I came back to Jamaica when I was 25, 26. Um, yeah, it was... It's 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 different, but it's good at the same time. I like the experience that I'm learning from it. Being back into my own country that I've been out of for so long. Mm -hmm. it's okay, I mean, you know that you're going to be on a desert island now. <laughs> so can you pick? We pick this song first. Um, it's called "Song Cry" by August Alsina. Maybe you could explain why you picked that song first. Oh, I picked that song because um, I'm not really a person that cries a lot and that song's really 
relate to me because I don't cry a lot as I say um, when I'm going through um, a tough time I kind of could just play that music and tears would just run from my eyes really Sometimes I get emotional When I can't seem to find the way I'm supposed to go And all these so-called people that I'm supposed to know They be the main ones Smile up in your face But behind your back they hate So I hope you know You ain't the only reason I'm emotional I just flow like water so that I can grow Like I was before Try to make a change I need something more I can't hold Say a man ain't supposed to cry Okay, I could see you miles along all the lyrics to that one, so <laughs> obviously know it quite well. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds real powerful to me. Yeah. And so who did you grow up with in Jamaica? Um, I grew up with my mum for a bit, and then left for my mum and I went to live with my, my grandmother. And I was living there for about two years, nearly two years, and then I went to England. So, yeah. And how was the UK when you you moved out at 13? Um, it was wow. <laughs> it's different from Jamaica. Um, it's more prettier buildings, nice smell, fresh. Um, it was it was. It was real good. It was captivating. Everything, uh, everything was just. It was like I was a kid. I was a kid, but it was like I was a little five-year-old get candy <laughs> from your mum or your dad. <laughs> it was. It was good. It was exciting. And where did you live at first? Um, I was living at London, White City, um, West London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was good there. It was a good time. School days. It was great. And you were living who were you living with? Um I was living with um my auntie um, and my cousin at the time. And would you say you adjusted well to England? Yeah. Did very well. I kind of knew what I wanted, but yeah, I just did very well, especially in school. It was I wasn't the most outspoken person, but when it's time for me to speak, I'll speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did it take long for England to become your home? No, it didn't. It was everyone 
at my school let me feel welcoming in, in I don't know if it's because I was from Jamaica or what but it was like I was, it was like I was famous everybody wanted to know me I'm fresh and I'm from Jamaica so <laughs> everybody wanted to know what's Jamaica like and so finding friend wasn't hard or becoming a part of the culture the, the England itself wasn't very hard it, it, you, I kind of fit in like if it wasn't like I was born there like that's my home from the start from the get go yeah okay and your next song is um is Meek Mill used to be so why did you tell us a little bit about this song um that song now it, it's a song that really touched me in a way that alright then you're, you're a kid and you used to a car driving a little car on the floor and then you become a man you, you wanted that fancy car now because you put down the child things and want the adult thing now so I used to be a used to but never got used to being what I used to that really touched me ok so here it is this is Meek Mill used to be I was never used to niggas that was used to being broke, so I started selling coke. Times got hard with selling soap, scheming just like the preacher in church. He's selling hope. Now I'm getting older, hard getting colder. Looking at my son while his head lay on my shoulder. Thinking in my head, will I make it to see him grow up? Or will I catch a bullet from something these niggas throwing, trying to take me out? In the hood, trying to make it out. Niggas plotting on me, cops all staking out. Trying to get a couple bricks so I can make a house. Close friends hating on me, really trying to play me out. Damn. But niggas couldn't deal with me if they had blackjack. My shooters are still hitting. North side of Philly where it's real gritty. Okay, so you're in the UK and you lived there for a long time but you you didn't have your immigration papers or your stay yeah correct so how was it growing up without it was tough especially when I left school at the age of 16 and then you see all your friends going off to college and uni and not saying I didn't get I get the chance to go uni but no I get the chance to go college but I didn't get the chance to do what I really wanted to do at college and it was hard in the sense of the friends that I surround myself around they all knew what they wanted out of life and they went and go for it and because of not having my stay that hindered me from getting where I wanted to get or where I wanted to be in life so it is it was hard, but I was excited and happy for my friends them to to get to where they want to get to. So yeah. Did you do much for work? Um, yeah, I had a little work here and there. Um, did strawberry picking, work in a car garage, um, a food shop. Um, yeah, pretty much behind the road. <laughs> and why weren't you able to fix up? Of your papers in terms of your family or your um, situation how would I put it family weren't that supportive in that context in that in that way of of helping me to
because I left at a really tender age. I didn't really know what was going on in, until I left school. So when I leave school and not having a passport and everything was just, I'm starting to ask questions like, how comes they can do that and I can't do that? And, and there's no real proper strong answer for it and no real help. It's hard, and so I had to kind of go out there and ask questions outside because I wasn't getting it at home. But your family had were able to get their stay? Yeah. In the household that I was, yeah, my dad and his missus and, and, and kids, she had four kids at the time, and two of them was born in Jamaica as well, so they didn't have this day, and the two other two was born over in England, so that when everyone put in their thing and I didn't been on that, it's kind of hard and tough to really um, digest, I suppose. Um, the fact that your family didn't put you on the yeah, same application? The, yeah, so I guess a lot of anger was inside of me then. It was tough, it was tough. And the next song you've chosen is by Marvin Sapp. It's never would have made it. So yeah. talk, introduce this song. Um, that was when I was going through a real rough patch in my life where I felt like everything I tried wasn't really working out. Like as I say, I work strawberry picking, I work in a food shop, and I wasn't even getting the right pay because of my circumstance. And but then I start going to church. I met a guy. And he invited me to church, and I went to church, and that song just really ever touched me from then since. So I carried that in my heart. Never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me. I can say never would have made it never could have made it without you I would have lost it all but now I see how you were there for me and I can say I'm stronger I'm wiser, I'm better, much better. When I look back over all you brought me through. And so the next thing I want to talk about really is you grew up without your papers in the UK, but then you met your your partner who you're still in a relationship with. Yeah. If you could talk about that for a minute. Um yeah, she's great. Um, she's very supportive in many ways um, with all that I've been through and um, being with her um, she stood by me when a lot of friends did it and, and sometimes I really question myself like why stick around when I'm so far away and it's it's a blessing to have her in my life, not just as a as a as a as a as a partner, but as a friend. 
someone I could always count on and talk to. And I could just say it's just a blessing. It really is. It's a blessing. It's, I couldn't ask for nothing more. And she's great. Two kids and all. It's it's hard, but. So you were with her um, while you were in the UK, and she had two children who you became quite close to. You told me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. The youngest one was actually five to six months when I when I came in life, so she was pretty young. So I was kind of like a father figure in her life then. Um, the oldest one, she really, um, <laughs> I don't know how to describe her. She 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 calls me daddy. You know what I mean? So that's something that speaks for itself. I don't think word can really describe. That, that that feeling to know that that child is not my blood but that child is my blood because I'm so close to them it's, it's hard it's, it's tough but yeah they're great kids they're great kids they're fun they're energetic they're nice they're, 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 they're good to be around man <laughs> they're kids <laughs> so you were a family man for a while yeah yeah, and I love every minute, every second of it, hour of it. It was great. It was real great. Yeah. If I could, if I could change anything in my life, that's something I would never change. I will always hold on to it, and forever will. And, and whatever the future got hold for me now, I will ever want them to be in my life, no matter what. And you plan to marry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a touchy subject, but um, to meet your love of your life and to go in the shop and pick out that ring and think of ways of how to give a propose to her, it's kind of hard, but she saying yes was, I was the happiest man in the world. But didn't got a chance to actually fulfill our dreams. So yeah. Okay, and the next song you've picked relates to relates to your partner and to you, the family. Can you explain why you chose this song, Max Maxwell? <laughs> that song I was watching that movie me and her and and that song came on and both of us, I looked at her and she looked at me and tears was just in both of her eyes and it goes to show how powerful music is. Definitely. And forever since we just loved that music, that song, that song was going to be in our wedding. So <laughs> it's, it's, that song means a lot.
so as you said, you weren't able to able to get married. Um, what was the reason for that? Um, I got arrested. Did mm. uh, I got bail for spent nearly two years in prison. Um, then got deported to Jamaica, so that's the main reason. Um, and to do it now costs a lot, and Jamaica is not a place I really see my future, so it wouldn't be right for, for me to even get married now, even though. When you love someone, I don't think nothing should stop you. But with the circumstance of she having two kids and to do that and, and not be able to, 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 to do it the way we want to, where money is concerned, it's hard. So mm -hmm. it's kind of on a hold at the minute. And you can hear that we're in Jamaica from the thunder <laughs> and the cockerels. But what was, what was the, if you don't mind, if you could talk a bit about the criminal conviction and the context for that? Conviction was intent to supply, um, mm. class A, um, heroin, and as I say, I was going for a rough patch. I wasn't, couldn't, wouldn't be able to work or do anything and be with a, um, a person that you love so much, planning to get married and planning to get a future. Um, if though there's so many other options that I could have took, that was the option I took. So. I guess it happens. And you told me that you were saving for the wedding, but also there was a point when you sold drugs to pay for your legal case, which I thought was striking. <laughs> the fact that you were trying to make money so you could get your stay. Yeah. Yeah, and I did. I saved and I, and I did apply it and I got turned down because they say my, um, my family ties wasn't strong enough but at the same time it's kind of a weird situation because how do you go from having a family and not because your family is not big enough to not having no family in Jamaica mm. to say that your family ties in the UK that you got is not enough but you got no family in Jamaica but yet still it's it's, it's hard and touching yeah. It's a touch and go situation. So you ended up um getting a two year conviction for that for that crime. And the next song you picked when we talked about this period of your life is by Meek Mill, it's Polo and Shell Tops. Maybe you can introduce why you picked this song. I picked this song because it's it's not the life I wanted to get into. But it's a life I had to get into to get out of. So this song relates to that. So, yeah. 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 I remember. I remember nights I used to sell rock. Posted on the corner like a mailbox. First class ticket to a cell block. Just to get some polo and some shell tops. Cold world, and they say hell's hot, but it ain't hotter than that chopper when them shells drop. 
Man, I seen niggas play that block and get they bell rock. Cops clear the scene and I was back by 12 o'clock. Try and get it, dicky on in my city. Gun in my drawers, stuck in the law, I'm all with it. Money, cars, and clothes, I wanted them all, nigga. I never was good at hooping, I wanted the ball, nigga. Cause the OGs sold keys and I had no cheese. Coppers locked me, beat me down like I was Coke Cheese. Old fiends, copping work through to they old dreams. Think I shattered, it ain't matter cause we thirst cream. Niggas serving niggas' minds just to make a flip. Homies murder of our homies just to make a brick. Most my niggas then got busted trying to take a hit. The fuss was working, we were serving, they was taking flicks. This how it goes down in the jungle. When niggas learn to shoot before they can rumble. Cops rushing, they gon' kick in the front door. And if they chase you, better hope you don't stumble. I want it polo with some shell ties. I just want it polo I mean, it strikes me that you were less after a polo and some shell tops and more after... <laughs> <laughs> a passport and a, and a wedding, but I understand that's a, that's a song. Yeah. Relates to that part of your life. Yeah. Sorry, so there's a storm going on in St. Elizabeth, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then you got then you got sent to prison for, for two years. That's a significant period of time. So what was what was that period like in prison? Um it was as I said, prison is, prison is built for rehabilitation, so I was really rehabilitating on my life. I was looking back from when I was a child, come right back. Because the time you spend outside, you're always on the go. So the time you get inside, locked up, incarceration, it, it really let you think and reflect. And before you make a choice, you have time to think. So it was, it was really helpful in there. Um, really put, hold my head down, didn't get myself in no trouble, look forward to every visit I get from my missus, the kids, um, I just trying to keep my brain active when I was up in there, and it was rough at times, it was hard, miss your family so much, um, but at the same time you just have to hold strong for them, because you know they're around the out holding strong for you, so just got to just kind of like just hold your head down. I went went back to college in there and did a few things, painting and decorating. I came out with diplomas and stuff. So it was really, it was really a life-changing situation and let me look at life differently, not take life for granted and cherish every moment you have with your loved ones, your friends, that that's all your friends, true friends, for example. So, yeah. And did you communicate much with with your partner and with the girls? Yeah, um, I did storybooks for dad, where I would sit in front of a video and I read a book and I would send it to them. Um, we get family visits. We had normal visits. Um, where family visit is where I get to interact more with the kids, so I get to play with them. I get to where on a normal visit I could just sit in a chair and I can't move from that chair. So um, it was good. It was good, but it was bad. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And the next song you picked for this period of your life is understandably it's called Prison Walls by Jack Yor. Maybe you could introduce this song a little bit. Um, it's a song that plays a lot when you're up in there. 
and a lot of people everyone probably can relate to that song that's been incarcerated so that song for me it is it's just a song to really say I've made a mistake but I'm willing to learn from that mistake and move on with life now because no one is perfect so that song is it's really perfect for that situation yeah Okay, so the rain picked up a bit while that song was on. <laughs> so then you're in prison and you got served with a deportation order. Yeah. How was? How did you respond to that? Alright, and I am. I had one first, and, and the first one I had. And the first one I had, um, um, I was like, wow, this is really happening. But then, on the date that they gave me, saying that um, I was meant to be deported, nothing happened. So I was like, are they trying to break me? And I started to think a lot of things in my head. And then, as time went on, I will serve the next one. And I'm thinking the same procedure again. I'm thinking they failed the first time, so let's try the second time. But this time it was real. And, and the fact that I called my missus and I'm, I'm telling her, and it was so weird. It's, it's so weird. It's like everything just become blur. It's like. I was dreaming it. It wasn't really. It didn't really hit me until I was actually on that plane. When I got to the detention center, I'm thinking, "Wow!" I'm thinking, "Wow!" Like, is this really happening? And then I sat back and I remember trying to phone my missus, but I couldn't get through to her. Phone my, phone my missus, mom. She's like, she's out. Or she's gonna try and get to my missus and then because in the detention center you allow a phone so when i had that phone um i had a call off it um but because the number wasn't stored i didn't really pick up who was calling so when i was um it was my missus and then i'm explaining everything to her and trying to get a solicitor and everything was just last minute and I was at the detention, say I was at the detention to today. I was meant to be on that flight tomorrow morning. So to get a solicitor that quick, mm -hmm. and I'm phoning the solicitor, phoning the solicitor, and I'm not getting through, and I'm, I'm sitting in a bus, and I'm thinking, wow, is this really happening? Like, 
pinching myself like is this really real and I'm there and I remember sitting on the bus and I'm talking to my missus for ages and she started breaking down and I'm like I gotta be strong I gotta be strong for her I can't I can't cry but I want to cry with her but I want to be strong and I'm like I love you and it's gonna work out and it was hard man it was hard it was hard hard being in that plane trapped up you put a, a, a body thing on you like you're a dog or something it was just they put a body thing on you yeah it was it was you're all trapped up I can't move right I can't move my hand I was restricted I was or like a body belt yeah okay. I, was, I was claustrophobic I was it was just it was a horrible experience I wouldn't wish it on no man and the home office basically said that you were dangerous to the public or something and they wanted to yeah. deport you despite your you know your family yeah danger to the public as in i don't know how because that was my first real offense i've been in the country 13 years so i didn't really understand how it become a danger to the public in, in that sense i made a mistake we all do it's part of life and what I call my home is England. I never called Jamaica as my home. I called England as my home. Because that's what I know. That's where I become a man. That's, that's where I learned to be a man and, and learn life itself. So it was, it was really hard. So this next song is by someone who was also removed. Yeah, he, yes. I could relate to his music because he's, bit, he, he's in that same situation as me. So for him to really transform his music, his, 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 his life story into music has really touched me and to hear about him and, and, and search him up on the net and find his music and listen to his interviews. It's, it was like my story all over again. And it goes to show that I'm not the only one in that situation. There's a lot of people out there that's in that situation not only in that situation, but that's worst off of me. So I gotta give God thanks every time. So this is Cash Tastic, yeah. the removal. I'm itching to do something like this. It's itching to record anything, you know what I want? Let's get this ball rolling. It's a long story, but it's a long story short. On A wing I had a song on the B list D wing I had a song on the C list They had me locked in a detention center Saying they sending me back to Jamaica Couldn't believe it Listen to the piss tape They bought the first flight for the same day That I was putting out my mixtape I had to set shit straight No longer could I keep it as a secret Give me a beat, let me reveal shit Seven times fall, seven times rise Praise be to God, the main thing is I'm alive To go public, I had to swallow my pride I'm so sincere, I ain't got nothing to hide I just kept it to myself But oh well, the whole world knows now Now it makes sense why I had to slow down Bookings overseas I couldn't attend to But everything happens for a reason So the way I see things is that I obviously wasn't meant 
tend to The situation could have drove me mental It's ironic that my mind's been empty When the past five months been eventful I'm a blessed human being for real For a second I thought I was having a dream for real Taking pictures with a fan the very minute that I landed Made the whole situation seem surreal Now I'm facing it brave and bold One love to everybody that was getting involved Yeah, I think <laughs> Kashtastic was in the UK from four until he was until he was 20 and he says there that when he was in detention centre he had a song on the, in the charts and uh, when he was on the plane someone wanted to take pictures of him when he was being deported yeah it was so, a different yeah. experience for him than it is for me life goes on life goes on and so you've been back now in Jamaica for over a year yeah you deported last August 2015 how, how has it been? Jamaica. <laughs> um, it's it's. All right then. I'm gonna put it the simplest way I can. It's like I was in a coma. And I've woken out of that coma. And I'm 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 getting used to the hair again. The the hair that I breathe. The 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 smell. The the the, the, the culture. The, the the taste. The beach. The everything. So if I see a little thing that that I could relate to when I was a child, I'm like, wow. You, you know remember I mean? it? Yeah, I remember it. And it just slowly, slowly coming back to my head. Because I didn't really leave when I was that young. I left when I was 13, but it was pretty young. But as I say, everything is just taking time. and it's, it's just trying to rebuild myself now and trying to make a life, whether I'm here or whether I'm back in England, which I very much doubt it, but you never know what the future holds. And a lot of people who who do get deported, they sort of have forgotten Jamaica partly because they didn't really come back or, or communicate that much back with people here. Is that the same for you? Yeah, that, that's the same for me because I, I didn't really, I ain't had no family. My, I had my nan and she passed away. So it left me having no nothing to come back to. You know what I mean? And, um, it's hard, it's, it's hard man, it's, it's unexplained, it's, it's hard to explain, it's hard to explain. And how has the relationship with your with your partner been since you've been? It's been a roller coaster. <laughs> tell you that much. It's been ups and downs, it's hard, it's very hard being away from her not only for the for just the year that I'm been in in Jamaica, but for the time I spent incarcerated, it's hard. And the first time she came over, she, she, we just kind of like rekindled and... So she I came think, to visit you? Yeah. And the love, it didn't got no weaker, it got stronger. And that's what's scary. That's what's so scary, but She's not just a lover, man. She's a friend. She's everything rolled up into one. She's my world. And when she she came, she didn't she didn't come with the kids. But was, I remember you saying she was planning to this this year, perhaps. But yeah. But as I say, where money's concerned, it's kind of tight right now. So. Where did you live when you when you came back? If you could talk a bit about the area and. With who? Oh, I was living with a friend in Rockford, man. 
Describe Rockford for people, people for listeners who don't. Ah man, Rockford. Rock <laughs> Rockford is just a different. It's a different, different world, man. It's, it's the, the people are just. Oh man. <laughs> it's hard to find the right words to put it, but everybody's on the hustle, everybody's trying to make ends meet, everybody's trying to do something. You live in a house where you got a bridge light. You never know who's gonna come and you cut off your light or you don't have light for days. You, you don't know when your next meal is gonna come. You, you, the water is gone, you have to go to the beach probably to have a wash or you have to go find the, the nearest pond to to go beard and to have a wash is it's not nice it's not nice but I would have changed it for the world and I mean that from my heart like it let me realize what I had and I've lost it all and now come back down here it's like rebuilding myself and trying to get back out and when you were in Rockford you were living sharing a Sharing a, a, a room with a friend and his his kid and his and his baby mother is not nice when you're in the same room as a, a kid and the the baby mother and you're lying on the floor and they're on the bed and it's not a nice experience. It's not a nice experience and it's like it's a it's a tenement yard where there's probably twenty twenty five people living in that yard five different families it's and Rockford's a, a fairly dangerous area yeah um, shot could go off any time so yeah and, and so you painted a picture a little bit about the Jamaica you arrived back to but what what the Home Office often say on their letters when they're saying they're gonna send you back they say that you can keep communicating with your family through modern forms of communication through Skype, through WhatsApp. How how has that been and how much time do you spend communicating back home? And when I first came back, I was on the phone 24-7. I was on the phone 24-7. I was talking to my missus, friends, and the kids. It's like I didn't it's like I, could, I can't let go of that life because that's the life I know. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm in Jamaica, my heart and my head is still in England with them. So they were like my comfort. Mm-hmm. So after time, even though I've got my friend that I'm staying at, it, it I, d- I didn't want him around. I want my family around. I want so seeing them on. Facebook, um, talking to them on WhatsApp is it's the only comfort I had. So now it's time for your last song. We talked for a while there, so it's definitely time for some music. And this one, this one isn't really a sad one, even though what we just talked about was really, really sad. This one's by Popcorn. Yeah. This is a big Jamaican tune right now. It's We Still Are Win. Can you introduce why you picked this one to end off with? Um, I picked that one because... I'm a positive, I try to be a positive guy and I try to always 
always not let life knock me down but build me up and when I heard that tune it really let me dance and get up and want to do things and really like yeah I'm here now so let's let's make a go at it <laughs> so yeah I think that's why and what what do the lyrics kind of mean to you because some people them not speak patois <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> neither do I have <laughs> pretty good at it better yeah. than me I tell nah, you that no way. <laughs> well that, the song we used to love it Whoa, yeah, we used to love it. <laughs> it just sure say, no matter what, I'm still loving. I'm not going to make what happened to me bring me down. So, I'm still loving. You don't know about League or we in the World Cup. And not for them to like how we are tired and time us. Me see, they don't like when get a huge shell the world up. What? Where them a go do ya now? When the men pick them girl up. Where them a go do ya now? Are we still a win? Whoa! Are we still a win? We still a win. We still a win. Are we still a win? Them girl keep the black thing shining. We still a win. Are we still a win? Unruly thing. We still a win. Are we still a win? Them finna want say a worldwide thing. Hear me? We no right man, we have we no wheel. Boy, watch the devil, them a pray for me feel. Rose gold a beat from my chest, make them hear. Every youth ball out, send me bless, make them hear. Oh, oh you fin know me, and you don't know. Father Romy, a even deal. Can't style and rule, you rank like peel. And none of them now see me style them steel. Them a pray for me, da na 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 na. But me a number one, na 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 na. That was Popcorn. Thanks for that, and thanks for your eight songs. Finally, the point of this this show is um, normally that you've been sent to a desert island and these are the songs you can take. It's funny to do it with you, kind of, because in some ways you have been sent to a desert island, but, you know, Jamaica's, Jamaica's got more than this desert island you'd be sent to. So in this, in this desert island, um, there's no one else there, it's just you, and you can get... I'm going to give you the complete works of Shakespeare and the Bible, and I'll throw in the Quran. But what other book would you take? Probably Power and Beauty, written by Tip Harris. That book is really a book that I love reading. And you're also allowed to take one luxury item. What would you want to take as your luxury item? <laughs> a pack of fags. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one pack. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe you can have an unlimited supply of cigarettes. It's not good for you, but I'll, yeah. let, I'll let you have cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll grow on trees in this island. Yeah. <laughs> and then, if you had to take one song of the ones that you've picked, which one would it be? Um, probably that song with Maxwell. The one that you picked that yeah, summed up Summed up your relationship. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck on the desert island and thanks for speaking with me. <laughs> no problem, Lukey. <laughs> okay. Yes, Luke. <laughs>